Coming up, the Tron preview and Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival. Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike the Far in this equation. And I'm John the Near. All right. As I said today, we are going to talk about the Tron preview and the uh, Epcot Flower and Garden, which we both over the last, uh, I guess for you, Tron would have been, what, a couple weeks ago, right? Um, with the cast member preview. Yeah, it was on, yeah, I don't even know. I think it was, it was in February. Right, man, that seems so long ago. So for me, it was the, uh, AP preview, um, last, uh, well, the, the first day, I believe of the AP preview and, uh, the flower and garden, of course, the first weekend of flower and garden. It was, it was really, uh, interesting, but, uh, first John, how did your week in the parks go? Well, I still have not been in the parks a lot. Um, I am still on catch-up mode at my work and home, and I have so much stuff to do that I am not have not been going to the parks anywhere near what I typically would. But I did go to the parks on Sunday. And I randomly decided to go, well, I shouldn't say randomly. I, uh, I opened up my app around 1030 in the morning and I looked at Hollywood studios, which I don't do a lot at Hollywood studios. And I noticed tower of terror said 13 minute wait. And I was like, man, I haven't been on that in a while. And I heard that the queue is quicker now because they're, before they were refurbishing one side of it. So it was only running at half capacity for a long time. Now it's back up to full capacity. So I made a reservation and decided that I was going to go to Hollywood Studios since it didn't seem that crowded. And I was going to say, sorry, this picture is taken at 11.44 a.m. So just Mm. before noon... So this is right in the beginning of the day. Um, And it's unusually empty. And, you know, there's still big, there's still lines for things like nothing's, there's no walk-ons or anything. But if you look at like uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard, I mean, there's not people every, everywhere in front of you. And, that's been the theme lately when I go to the parks that the crowds have been very reasonable, I think so. And uh, so I went to Hollywood Studios, went right to the Tower of Terror. Um, it The sign said 30 minutes and it took about 25 minutes before I got on. 
And, uh, you know, I don't mind waiting 25 minutes for Tower of Terror. I think that's reasonable. Um, I want to say, interestingly enough, um, that day originally I was going to go to Hollywood Studios and we rescheduled to go um, to uh, Animal Kingdom to get some coffee. You know, I, I won't touch too much on this, but... Um, I noticed that too in the morning. The crowds were extremely light. Like even um, Rise of Resistance was only like a forty-five minute wait at one time, and you know after park opening, forty-five minutes for Rise of Resistance at any time is almost unheard of. The last time I even saw that was uh, when you and I went there. You know on October first, um, you know the day of the anniversary when the anniversary began. So I, I want to say if you say in the crowds were light it's kind of what i experienced most of the weekend so yeah and i was only there that day for a little while but yeah i i find it unusually unusually light and i was going to say another funny thing that i noticed uh, and i noticed it on a couple occasions when i checked the wait times at the parks was it's not uncommon anymore for rise of the resistance to have a lower weight than slinky dog dash and i'm like yeah that's got to be disappointing for the uh, imagineers the the amount of work and effort and they went into making rise of the resistance and people are like ah slinky dog dash that, that's the ticket you know but <clears throat> i just think that's odd that it's already getting to that point and yeah uh, just as a side note I feel like uh, uh, Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom never really goes down. That just, it, it, it feels as difficult to get on now as it did a few years ago. So we'll see. I don't know. Popular, the popularity of Star Wars in general <clears throat> might be uh, lessening a little bit. I'm not sure. I know for me, I don't, I don't really care about it too much. I like Star Wars, but I don't go out of my way to watch anything on it anymore mm -hmm. so. but anyway 25 minutes um for the tower of terror um <clears throat> i always try to get this shot out of the top and it worked out pretty good i, I, I like getting the shot through the uh, sign there i just find that a very interesting angle <clears throat> And here oh, you can yeah, see there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But speaking of, I, I, I went down and took some pictures of Rockin' Roller Coaster, too, since it's uh, closed right now. It, you know, you, you, it's hard to get pictures of the guitar and stuff when it's open because there's always, you know, people laying on that wall. <clears throat> so I did that. And, um, this was interesting too. Uh, Fairfax Fair, uh, mm -hmm. they have, you know, I, I forget what they even have there, but there is absolutely nobody in line, and it's twelve twenty-eight. That's lunchtime, you know. Yeah. And there, there were people at the other one in further, but I'm like, what is it about this place that people were not interested? I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I thought that was weird. That was um, weird. I can't. I can't read the sign from my uh, videos and pictures, but I was like, "That is just weird." That the whole thing was empty, 
and again, the the place further down did have plenty of people there, but I'm just used to everything having lines at lunch. And Moana merchandise. Yep. That's the best. And I, I, I wanted to mention too, whenever I'm there, I sat down on this bench for a little bit to uh, uh, fix my camera and stuff. And it always reminds me, is there any other park at any anywhere at Disney that you can get a bench as easily as Hollywood Studios? Because I feel like there's not. I always think that. I'm like, I never sit on a bench at any other park except Hollywood Studios, you know? And one of these is always available. And I think like at Magic Kingdom, it's like, I don't know where a bench is. People lay all over the ground most of the time. And... Uh, Epcot has a few benches in the World Showcase, like uh, off the beaten path a little bit, but but yeah, there's just not a lot of benches at Disney. That's a, That's a great point. Yeah, a really good point. I never really thought of that, but there's always some bench available somewhere. I mean, you see them literally everywhere there. So yeah, here, yeah, on Sunset Boulevard, the benches. I I I, I can always find a bench. I don't know why, even when it's crowded. I can always find a bench there, and I don't know why. I bet there's a story in in that somewhere. I don't know what it would be, but there's got to be. But speaking of that, I decided, you know, while I was here, that I was going to walk through Galaxy's Edge just in case that uh, the Mandalorian character came out because I saw a lot of people putting pictures of him up. I'm like, well, I'm here. I didn't see him, but... So I walked through and I did go into Doc Doc Ondar's Doc Ondar's yeah. and he was there. No curtain. I see that. I He's see that. So he is one thing that I do enjoy there. Like yeah. I rarely go to um, Galaxy's Edge, but when I do, I'm always impressed by him, you know, an actual animatronic. This is the kind of thing that they should have had a lot more of, you know, like yeah. stuff like this should have been all over the place because that is really cool and adds a lot to it, you know. But it is me, an, a, an impressive animatronic. I, I really enjoy that too, and I'm always disappointed when I go in there and they have the curtain pulled for that thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's I. They must have had a, a lot more uh, ideas like this in mind. I just like this place too because I always love how they have, you know, the heads of uh, yeah, lots, popular characters on the wall and it's lots of Easter eggs up there up top too that you're that you took a lot of pictures of there. Oh yeah, I love all the uh, all the uh, I, I I don't know if I, you can see it here. Yeah, it's acting up already, but the. Uh, uh, there's there's a bunch of droids and stormtrooper heads and everything else uh, up there too. As you go along the far wall, there's just some weird stuff up there, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's really well done, like the way that they did that. Oh, Amazon! <laughs> yeah, they're, they're messing with you today. Yeah, all of a sudden, Amazon it just can't it just goes blank and you're not allowed to click on anything oh well anyway i went into doc ondor's and there is some really cool stuff in there 
and I still do enjoy, I, I really do enjoy that particular store. Out of all of Galaxy's Edge, it's about the only thing I ever do there. I, I look at, I go through that store and that's about it. <clears throat> I walk through uh, Toy Story Land and I would love to um, show you, but you know how they have green army men? This one was yeah. a green army lady, which I huh. thought that that was new. so. Just I've a, never seen that. Yeah. So, if that makes anybody happy out there, good. Or if it makes anybody angry, good. Either way, <laughs> Either way there's a green army man that's not a man, but green army men that a lady's playing. But again, I just not I just noticed it going by. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, yeah. But my opinion is, I don't really care. <laughs> I, I like being RB Matt, but hopefully they can keep their name at least. But yeah, I wonder why it's doing that. Yeah, it's really messing you up with the, all the pictures and stuff. But and I am going to see if I can sign out and back in. But anyway, the other thing that I did there I, after Doc. Doc Ondor's was, I know the lines were short and all, but what I did was go to uh, One Man's Dream. And I did that because um, I, I, whenever I go by that, I like to walk in and then I walk to the back and I just check to see how close the movie is when they're running the One Man's Dream movie. I like to see how close it is to being played because I really do enjoy that. So, um, turns out it said zero minutes when I went back. Hmm. So I did a lot of recording of it too. It never does well on Instagram or anything, but I don't really give a crap. I, I'm going to post lots of it. Like I, I, I did probably like 12 minutes of the show. And like I said, I uh, I think it's great. So yeah, I'm gonna try this again and see if it likes it any more now than it did before. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm 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 sure you've seen this. Mm -hmm. It's it's um, it's basically Walt Disney's life, and he's the one narrating it too. So it's really good, and and I always love the uh, the end of it too, where he's talking about Wald is right, quality quality will out, and it's like he said that's his most gratifying thing that that all the executives finally agreed with him, like they stopped fighting him on everything. His whole career, they were like, no, you can't do that. That won't work. This isn't right. And finally, by the end, they they were like, whatever you say, Walt, everything you done so far we, we were wrong you're right <laughs> so i i i like that that was uh, his most gratifying part you know but, and, and that always gets me a little choked up i'm pretty sure he would uh he'd be in if if, if he came back to life right now he'd be in jail for murder based on <laughs> <what the> <laughs> <is>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Well, especially the state of Imagineering and my goodness. Yeah, just the lack of yeah, every movie they do, it's like, let's redo such and such. It's like he'd yeah. be like he even in that in that one man's dream, he even says they just kept trying new stuff and he goes, You'd have a failure and a failure and a failure, then one of them would hit. You know, you got another hit to pull you back out. It's like that's the kind of thing Walt Disney did. He's willing to take a chance. You yeah, know? he took a lot of risks. Yeah, that's why all the banks and his brother, they drove him nuts because they're, they're like, you can't do that. He's like, hey, that's how you that's how you go forward. You try, you know. But, yeah, they don't do it now. This was on my way out. You can see that that is very empty. It, yeah. They, this reminds me of like a 2021 pick, like when nobody was in the park, so. Again, I, uh, it, it's a little, you know, I'm sure crowds will come back up now, but I think the, uh, the, uh, people who are making up missed vacations, I think that's starting to go down now. So we'll see how their pricing and stuff works. So then from here, I texted you yeah. and went on the Skyliner to go visit you a little bit at the, uh, Art of Animation Resort. Yeah. So that was my next thing. Um, so yeah, we 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 walked around and took a few pictures there. Um, I never stayed at the Art of Animation Resort, but I I know you've stayed multiple times. Right? Yeah, twice twice I've stayed there, and uh, it's and um, I've stayed in the Little Mermaid rooms, which are basically clones of everything that you see at pop century except it's got a little mermaid theme to it so um yeah i, I uh i like the resort it, it it's got a real nice smell to it when you walk into it and, yeah i noticed that too. yeah i i love the aesthetic like the design and then walking around the resort i i honestly personally like walking around the resort um art of animation resort as much as i do pop century just because of and i don't i'm not even a big fan of like cars and everything but that cars area was cool man it's just well done yeah it really is like uh you know i I, i'm not i saw cars once in yeah. the theater when my daughter was little and i said oh that's i was surprised that it was a good movie because you know in mine i'm like talking cars i don't want to see that but it was a good movie and like i said the uh they do a great job of it there um they really do uh even the lion king area which is kind of like uh part of it is like a playground type thing that was really cool too i, I like that a lot i i think the little mermaid area is a little less um it's themed really well it's uh, it doesn't have as much as like the lion king and the cars theming does but it's also i believe the kind of um earlier uh, part of the resort, you know, it yeah, was it's the, like a small little section. Yeah, place. yeah. So, and I didn't really care about that too much, but you know, everything is family suites except for that Little Mermaid uh, section, and uh, you know that that pool is really awesome. Um, I I love Pop Century. Don't get me wrong. That's if if I could call something a home resort, it would be Pop Century. I've stayed there more than anywhere. Yeah, um, you know, and, and I love it, but I, 
I'd say, you know, walking around as far as like kind of the iconic things that you see, it, it is all IP driven, but I just really like, I, I think RV animation is really cool. It's a lot of fun. Well, I still would say, in my opinion, especially if you have kids, I think that Pop Century or Art of Animation, the fact that you can go to both is just an ideal spot for like a family with little kids yeah. and stuff. Like, I, I always liked it. And again, when I go to Disney, I don't want to go there and go, oh, is this the Marriott with, you know, a yes. hidden curtain? It's like, eh, I don't need to do that. I'd rather say, look, it's a character from the Cars show just looking at me right outside. It's like, I yeah. like that better. I like the obnoxious, overdone theming. Like, that's my... That's my kind of thing, the, uh, the crazy theming they have there. And, you know, the uh, uh, Finding Nemo pool area, too. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. And, and Ray and all kinds of cool stuff. So just a cool, cool resort. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I will say um, I noticed that uh, there was some buzz out there about how over at the wilderness lodge i think it was they replaced some furniture or something and people were like oh it's not a big deal it's it looks fine and all that and i saw pictures of it and it literally looks like they've used the same place that the hilton uses you know to put their couches in their lobby and stuff that that used to be like handcrafted wooden yeah. furniture out there and instead they've replaced it with like couches and like rugs that you might see on wayfair or something you know yeah, i mean they're doing they're doing it a lot even even in the new the new exit queue for space mountain they literally have a chandelier lights hanging in there they mm -hmm. have those at lowe's i looked at them because I, I was like those are pretty cool they're like they're like they almost look like star shapes they just have bulbs at the end of all the things I literally almost bought one of them for my house, and now it's they have them hanging in this Space Mountain exit queue. It's like to me, I'm like, they're Disney's supposed to be way outside of the range of any normal stuff that I'd be able to get. You know, like that's yeah, kind of, I find that a little bit odd. I mean, if they want to start with that, then add something crazy. It's like I could, I I could have used a 3D printer and came up with some kind of dressing for it to make it better than that myself i wouldn't but you could it's like yeah i don't know and like you said a lot of the lobbies and stuff they look like they look like uh, they probably are the same furniture they, you know they probably ordered it from ikea or something right and and that's my my point when i saw that post i actually made a comment that um this is what happens when imagineering either no longer has the talent or is no longer involved in um design hotel design and lobby design and things like that so um it'll be interesting to see what the dvc section at um, the polynesian looks like but so far as far as i can tell it looks fairly unremarkable from the concept designs and you know i i just to me it looks like they took the uh the uh, one from the reflections, reflections the, yeah, yeah, from Fort Wilderness, and just said, "Ah, we'll put it here." Yeah, so that's what it looks like. But yeah, and I wanted to mention too, it took forever, but this is where I had to go to eat dinner. Then when I left where you were, this is Lake 
Mineola, I think. Oh, and wow. There's like a bar there where you can, uh, it's a it's a dock. See, there's like a bar here and there's seating out by the water. Yeah, there's, there's some of the uh, boats where the boats can park on the lake and come over and eat. But very pretty place, though. That is super cool. Yeah. But and I did want to mention too. I did not go there, but my daughter was at uh, the Grand Floridian on Wednesday, and they have they're doing all the eggs there. Like you, you can see an artist here literally painting a chocolate egg. I guess it's like I I think all this stuff is really cool, but at yeah. the same time, I feel like they're going too far. Because at a certain point, it's like nobody's eating this. Why? Why are you making this out of chocolate? I see them do it online. They're like, "I'm going to build this elaborate, functioning thing out of chocolate," and it's like, "That's cool," but I don't know. It gets to the point where I don't know. You're not eating this stuff, you know. Like I, it, the fact that it's chocolate stops mattering at a certain point. Like this one literally has. It was a Main Street electrical parade one, and it, it has lights on it. It's like, I know it's made out of chocolate, but at a certain point, it doesn't matter because no one's eating it, you know? So and then they right. had Kevin with little, little chicks. Yeah, plus they had um, that one was like from an anime. Oh, that... that that was uh, Studio Ghibli, though. Yeah, it was. Like yeah. My neighbor, Tutoro. Yeah, Tutoro or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I like that movie in particular, but I was I'm amazed that they did. I now Disney was involved with, um, with the studio um, at that time, and yeah, they uh, were they were distributing for them. So. Right now, they but no longer are. Yeah, it's but, weird that they would allow that then. Yeah, that's what's like, strange about it. Doesn't it doesn't really fit with the Disney, but I love yeah, it though. <laughs> yeah, the artist probably just did it, you know. So but yeah. yeah, I do love that Studio Ghibli stuff. Just so original. Like yeah. just, that that stuff's amazing. And it's really good. I like spirited away. Every time I would yeah. see it, I'm like, it's just so weird. But mm -hmm. so cool because it's so weird that I've never seen anything like that. So but anyway, that's all I have for parks. So. Yeah, I um, we wanted to touch on the parks. Yeah, I'll just mention um, real, real briefly here uh, on Saturday, uh, the day before you're, you were at the park, um, I went to Magic Kingdom and um, for our Tron preview, which was um, between 6.30 and 7.30, we tried to... Uh, well, it started to get dark, so we got there around 6.30 to wait in line. Um, but we'll touch on that next. But um, I actually bought uh, Genie Plus because I was a little bit afraid we weren't going to get much done that day. I thought the the park would be crowded. Now, the park was, I mean, there were, there were a good bit of people in there. And if we wouldn't have bought Genie Plus, we would have never got through nearly what we got through. Now remember at one point they said genie plus would get you access to like three rides or something like that we i think we probably i i 
I'm thinking we used it on probably anywhere from eight to 10 rides. Um, we got a lot done. And I'd say, in fact, using Genie Plus allowed us to get almost everything that we would really normally ride done. Um, a few things we didn't do. We didn't do the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, um, you know, and, and we didn't do Dumbo. and We didn't do the Carousel. We did the Carousel Progress. Um, and we didn't do the, um, what do you call it? The, uh, the, uh, the ones that you take the elevator up to, uh, uh Astro Orbiter. Astro Orbiter. We didn't do Astro Orbiter, but pretty much everything else we did. And in fact, um, we even, uh, went to Tom Sawyer's Island and walked around and had time to do that. So, um, without using Genie Plus. So we really got a lot done that allowed us to do it. I don't like buying Genie Plus. It was the only day that we bought it. I'm not a fan of it, but I would be lying if I said that if you apply it right and it's under the right circumstances, you know, like you get there, I don't know, I'd say before noon, unless you're doing a stacking thing, um, it, it works. I mean, the thing works. It works well now, you're a lot there. better than it used to. You were only there for a couple of days, so... Yeah, and that was a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, it's if if you went all that way, it's worth just getting Genie Plus. I would say because you already yeah. got the plane ticket and spent the time getting there. It's like right. only for a couple of days. Well, and we just wanted to maximize our day at Magic Kingdom. It was a great day. It really was. We had a super great day that day, and Genie Plus had a lot to do with it. I'm not, again, I'm not advocating for it. If you're on a five-day or a six-day trip or even a four-day trip, you might want to think twice because you're probably going to go to Magic Kingdom a couple times. You can spread your days out, just relax, have a good time. But if you're only going to be there um, one day and you have limited time, eh, I mean, I'd consider it. Uh, I enjoyed doing it. But uh, anyways, John, by the time we got in line for Tron, we had everything done. And that's how efficient it worked for us that day. And that has everything not just to do with Genie Plus, but also the crowds being as low as they were. Um, the day that you came and visited us, we um, after we left you, we went to uh, the Hoopty-Doo review. And um, I just want to say quick on that, that thing if you're not driving that thing is hard to get to <laughs> it's you know you, your best way is to go to magic kingdom and um however you want to get there and get the boat to the um wilderness um campground and that's what we did and that is a very pleasant boat ride but you better get there early enough we we got there just in time and um, we weren't the only ones the whole boat was full of hoopty doo people so uh we got in there and um it wasn't the same show obviously as what i saw in the in the 80s which was the last time i went to the show um it was uh john you often say they've dumbed it down a little bit like they've they've pc'd it up a little bit mm -hmm. so there's not a lot of um joking with people from the state that they're from yeah uh, i used to, i used to laugh a lot when i went there like in 2017 18 <clears throat> we went a lot because cast members were getting 50 percent off and we really enjoyed the show so we even took people there and 
they used to make fun of people a lot and that yeah. that to me that was the funny part like i enjoyed the humor where you make fun of people based on where they're from and this and yeah. that and, you know they would like insinuate the people from jersey or uh, you know in the mafia or something this and that like and everybody would laugh and all of a sudden one day we went and they were like they're from new jersey and they like to eat and i was like wait a minute that wasn't funny at all and yeah. i was like i'm used to laughing at this part one of the most you know and then i heard that uh you know they were told they're not allowed to make fun of people and i'm like but yeah it's hard to do co co comedy when the legal team is telling you what you and that's that. it and a lot of it probably has to do with oversensitive guests nowadays i yeah. i don't know but i um they did like they would they would rhyme whatever they were saying with the state and they would like do a little thing, but it wasn't making fun of the person it, or really making fun of the state. It was just clever. Were people, were people laughing then? Cause um, for some things, cause it was kind of clever. Some of the things they said, like it was almost, it felt, you know, it wasn't, they rehearse state names and all that kind of stuff and come up with these gags, but it just was some of the things that they came up with were kind of clever, you know? And, and so that's more or less what people laughed at. It didn't get the laughs that I remember as a kid when they made fun of your state, you know? Well, we got a lot of laughs when we were there. Yeah. Again, yeah. I haven't been back recently because my laughs went got to be less and less as I yeah. would go. Now I'd have to pay full price. Yeah. So it's getting to the point where, <clears throat> I don't know, I'm just afraid I'm going to be disappointed for full price. For for half price, you know, I, I, I saw yeah. it a lot of times at half price. And again... I even recorded some of the shows. I should go back mm -hmm. and look. I could probably find the evidence of, of comedy back then. Yeah. I, the show in itself is still interactive. Um, and it's still um, a, a good show. It's entertaining. It is. Yeah. I mean, they dance out there. They sing. They yeah. they do the whole thing. And when know. they when they brought the food out, did they slam it in front of you? Because I, I think I heard they stopped doing that too because the last time I was there like you'd be sitting there watching the stage show and they, they'd bring out a big heavy skillet and go boom right in front of you and make you jump like and and that that was part of the fun too because they'd always do it to me they'd come up because I'd be watching the show or trying to record it or something and you would just get that loud slam of a dish right in front of your right in front of you and i i heard they're not doing that anymore no i they didn't do anything like that now they they did like throw a bunch of stuff on the table and slide them real quick you know and stuff and um and and that's the other thing too i will say the food i i heard um at one point they changed the fried chicken to a more grilled type deal they went back to the fried chicken and oh my gosh was that ever good everything was really really good the food and the you know that's good to hear because that always was was good so yeah i always enjoyed the food yeah but the food was good i heard though too that they don't offer you 
they used to give you all the beer or sangria that you wanted. No, to. it's two, two glasses. You get two glasses. I, that's it. I couldn't handle more than two anyway. So for me, there's yeah. no impact because I, I remember drinking one and I'd be like, I can't see straight. I better stop. So, I, so, I yeah. um, I'm, I'm a lightweight with that. So that's they're very generous. Me. Yeah, they're, they're very generous with a dough. So I got um, a yingling and... Um, then uh, I asked for my second yingling, and she just she did that, and then just left the pitcher on the table. So um, I, I'd say I probably had like maybe two and a half, three yinglings, and I didn't have to pay anything extra for it. So, um, but it is too. You're right um, for the sangria and the um, beer, and and it's limited too. It's only the sangria and only either Bud Light or um, yingling. So. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't really have much more to say. Um, it is, like I said, it's difficult to uh, get there and back, but dang, that boat ride is really fun. And uh, I'm like you, John. I'm just a Pennsylvania boy at heart in a boat, and I just, you know, just enjoy it. So, you know, um, all, all in all, I would say I had a good time. Would I go back there repeatedly? I, I wouldn't, I would not go back there repeatedly. Um, it's an expensive meal uh, and experience, but uh, would I go back every couple years? Maybe, you know, maybe I would do it every couple years, you know, but um, again, uh, it was a good time. I, it, it wasn't the show when I was a kid. It's a little different now and that's just everything there. So, you know, it is what it is, but all right, John. Uh, how about we talk about Tron? Uh, when did or what time of day did you ride Tron? Well, let's see. Um, around one o'clock in the afternoon, and yeah, it was February fifteenth. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So ours was between six thirty and seven thirty. So it was dark out. So of course the full lighting effect was going on. And um, interestingly enough, it, and it, I found it kind of strange because I didn't know it would do it, but, you know, it, you got that blue um, effect up underneath that canopy and everything, right? Yeah. Um, when I was there every once in a while, for some reason, it would it would go orange or, or like uh, an orangish or red. Yeah, so, there's supposed to be some kind of team orange and team blue or green or something and they're chasing yeah. each other it's like you know you can't really tell much when you're on it but there's supposed to be something with that right and and that's it so i don't know why it went orange maybe just as a thing because there is a, a team orange um but i don't think anybody in particular it wasn't saying that you yeah. you've lost the team orange or anything it's just an effect but um you know you for the most part, the default um, is blue, so uh, I I did find that pretty cool, and I love the orange effect. So you know, coming up every once in a while. And here's just a little reminder: during cast member previews, half the trains were empty because they did it so long and so many options that it was just uh, empty and. Uh, and yeah, I was going to say my daughter went with a cast member friend too, and she got to, she got to ride it twice. So. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. 
if you're an annual pass holder, you only get to ride it once in your preview. And uh, um, I will say the the thing that I find amazing about the uh, walk up, you can see that coaster everywhere, man. They've done a great job with that, like kind of giving you a view, a point of view everywhere. Um, I, I don't know if the ride itself is going to hold up forever. You know, it's a very short ride. Um, but, uh, the, the views of that ride are just spectacular. And again, at some point it may wear off on some people. Um, you know, it may just be a part of the landscape or whatever, but, um, the thing looks really nice in that location. And, um, I, I quite enjoy the walk up the uh, line itself, watching the coaster go, hearing people scream, the, the, the effects and everything up under that canopy, you know? Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's almost like a decoration too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's that good. It, it's, it's good enough to be a decoration. So I, uh, I, I, I enjoy that too. So even if you don't like to go on it, it's nice that uh you know if if your wife were she didn't want to ride it with you or whatever she yeah pretty to it's definitely pretty to watch so let me specify that she didn't want to ride on the light cycle she wanted to get into the accessibility car in the back that's what she wanted to do and i kept telling her that that's what we were going to do because i figured i wasn't going to be able to fit on the light cycle but let me tell you okay i am you know, approaching, I'm like a 290 pound, uh, five foot, 10 ish, five foot 11 guy. And I do have big calves. And so this is a warning and an encouragement. I was able to get on the light cycle. Now I really had to force, um, force the, uh, restraint onto me over my calf muscle. And it really, clutched down on on my calf um calf muscles but i was able to fit in it wasn't the most comfortable thing in the world but it was safe mm-hmm. and um it it met the minimum standard so if you're you know you know portly shaped and in a normal kind of way i think you know i i think you you will be able to fit on there not everyone I mean, there's some people, there was people on there that were bigger than me that just said, forget it. I'm not even going to try. And they went and waited in the accessibility line for the accessible train. Um, so because I was able to fit in there, then my wife had to ride the, <laughs> you know, the light cycle and she wasn't happy about that. <laughs> but uh, I think when we got off of it, she was uh, feeling a little bit better about things. You know, she was glad she did it. All that she'd say she, she got a little queasy in spots, but she would ride it again. Um, contrast that with Hagrid's, let's say, which is an, another cycle type ride. She won't ride Hagrid's. It scared her too much. So. Yeah. Um, but as she did ride it once, she won't ride it again. But this, she said she'd ride again as long as she could get in the accessibility seat. Um, that, that's the biggest thing that I can add to it is that me as a bigger guy, I was able to get on it. Some people will be, some people won't get on it. Um, I, you know, all I can say is that when I got off of it, I had some red marks on my calves. 
from the bar that goes across it. But I didn't mind it. It didn't hurt afterwards. I felt fine. So uh, it is short, wouldn't you say, John? I mean, the ride itself. I was going to say, we just I just played it in the background once from the front row. Yeah. Now this is from the second row, and it says about a minute and 14 seconds. So It's about right. About, about what it is. So. It is um, a launch coaster, and I'm not sure what the uh, speed of the coaster is, but um, it's a lot of fun. I, I really, I really like it. Even though it's short, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I probably wouldn't wait in line for hours to ride it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wait in line for hours either, but I definitely, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't think you're going to have to, though, because... I think it moves people quickly. It's going to scare away a certain amount of people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it, I think it'll work out well. I was going to say, <clears throat> I'm lucky. I don't know why I did it, but I decided to sit in the back row when I wrote it mm -hmm. and nobody was in front of me, which is better for viewing because when people are in front of you, it's an awkward position, you know? So. I'm glad that I got it like this, where I got an empty, I got empty seats in front of me yeah. for uh, recording purposes. And and let's just remember that this is the cast member preview that you're showing. The AP previews will not be empty like this. Um, yeah. But uh, I heard a rumor while I was in line with some other people that they are going to um before they release this or at least at some point along the way they are going to add accessibility tr um cars on the back of each and every train to make up yeah to to make up for um that uh, you know this uh not not having them on every train so i think it's two out of the four trains that have the accessibility cars and i guess it's a fairly simple add-on from what i was hearing from these people now again it's anecdotal it's it's not a fact but that's what somebody in line said that's just poor planning that to not it is I, like yeah. i just feel like that was pretty that was not very smart so yeah and they beta tested it for a long time they should have known better um i i do see right there as you're showing the uh, locker system yep. and the locker system works with your card or your magic band um your ticket or your magic band and um it's interesting because it's the first time that i've seen disney do something like this you know universal it's pretty common um to have lockers and stuff like that uh it it looks very similar to the velocicoaster yeah so. yeah it's a pass-through like the velocicoaster is um so uh i i i like that i like that system because it let me put my backpack and amy's purse in there so um but this part i really like that you're showing right now which is the uh, right before the launch they stop you and there's like a bridge that you can observe them uh launching from and uh it's really cool like i i, I like that yeah i i thought the other effect that was pretty cool was um was this part too where you look at the wall and it does all the uh, stuff yeah and then it it clear it clears up just in time to see the tron the 
Tron light cycle take off. So I thought that that was an interesting part too. A lot of people have posted that on social media already, but I yeah, I like it. Cool. I like that too as as well. Um, and uh, it's a little confusing though sometimes as you walk out of there because I walked straight for the bridge and I didn't even see. I thought that's the way I was supposed to go um, once the door opened up and I kind of looked like an idiot because I, I didn't take that turn where you get to the next part of the queue um, that takes you down that ramp and, and um, takes you to the lockers and stuff. But um, that is a great effect, I think. Very clever. Um, I'd, I'd love to um figure out how they did that um but it is really cool it, it just opens up the whole room to like almost completely see through that you see down through the train launch and everything so um yeah just just a neat effect uh walking down that ramp towards the train at the end of that ramp right before you get to the coasters is where that accessibility line is they line you up right there and wrap you around um like a like a little room on the other yeah down there that that last picture that you showed i'm actually in the accessibility line here oh you are okay but you know it wasn't a co an accessibility coaster though but you can see i'm in it yeah so and i asked if i could be in it and the guy was very reluctant but he's like well this time you can and i'm like there's nobody here like why yeah. i don't know so yeah, see, I'm in it, but like you said, it's, not, it's, not all of them have it. So yeah. I was in a regular coaster. Yeah, so um, it that line kind of snaked around right there. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I again, once they get that accessibility car, if they add that on and they get that whole thing figured out, um, I think that line should move fairly quickly. Like you said, it's got four trains running at any given moment. They're constantly going one after another. There's not a lot of uh, time in between. The place they have the accessibility cars is going to block everybody from going further. Like they need a place to keep people off to the side. Well, that. they did. That, that's what I was telling you. If you look at, um, you see where you were at the line, where you were in the accessibility thing, go back to that video and the one before it, I think the video before that, um, maybe it's the one before that. Okay, right there. See that at the see that room at the bottom down or no, the, okay, that's your entry, but look off to your left-hand side. Um, down along that line at the end of the line is a door and there's like a, a hallway there oh, and that's, here? yeah, down in there and they're lining up people back in that little area there somehow. But this they, is where the actual thing is though, all the way, or no, what, I don't know which side I'm even looking at. It's this way. So, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's so they kind of have them out of the way, and they're just picking them out of the line as the line moves. So uh, they do have them out of the way. They're not gonna. It won't block the queue line. I think. Um, yeah, I was actually confused too as to what I should do to get on it. Like I was like, I went and then I went in the middle, and I'm like, wait a minute, how do yeah. I get on this thing? You know. So I thought that was a little confusing. It is, and I can tell you too. Physically, I'm all right. But lifting my leg up over stuff does, is not as easy as it used to be. Like, uh, mm. I still run a lot and stuff, but 
I don't stretch anywhere near enough. And I, I, I had to put my foot um, up to go on, over a motorcycle a couple of weeks ago. And that too, I started getting the hip cramp. I was like, oh, my mm. hip. I, I don't put my hip anywhere like that. So this was similar. So, you know, some people are going to lo- look at this thing. Like I'm thinking of like short people and stuff. It's going to be like, how do I get up on this thing? You know, so it can be awkward for other reasons too. Like I'm trying to picture my mom riding it. And oh, yeah. Get on. I don't think she'd be able to get on the thing. So, yeah. Like she'd yeah. probably fit if she could get on it, but I don't even think she could get up there. So I, I don't. But. Looking at the um, back car though for accessibility, um, it's like a standard kind of seat coaster, almost like uh, what um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind seats are like. You know, um, as far as sitting straight up and having a restraint down on you, um, or or at, to your lap or something to that effect. So, um, you're right. I, I mean, that is for people that have back issues or or leg issues or arthritis. Um, that this probably isn't the ride for them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I think they could get in the back car without any problem, but. Uh, yeah uh again i just i really enjoyed the uh i i enjoyed the ride experience there and look at it look at that it looks so fast but it's just because of how open everything is i think and i i just love that i love that takeoff i love that you're almost feeling like you when you're outside you're kind of like floating on air in a way it, it's just a neat experience again i i wouldn't it's not a long it's not long but it's just kind of cool and like you said it's almost like riding a an ornament or a decoration or something you know yeah yeah it's definitely a good ride i'm glad it's not replacing <coughs> anything yeah i mean it's that's that's the thing though and i kept thinking of that john would say this is addition by addition right <laughs> so yeah it's a nice addition but if, if if they like took Space Mountain out and put this in instead, oh I, no, I might be a little more judgmental about it. But. Yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't replace Space Mountain with this. <clears throat> um, it is it is neat though. So, all right, you have anything else to say, John, about the ride? Well, you're not allowed to record it. You're not. No, unless okay. you have a chest mount on. Okay. I did not have a chest mount on, so if you want to just do whatever you want, like me, just, <laughs> as soon as you start moving, just take it out and then do whatever you want. That's what I did. Well, and, and, I, and th- that's something else that we should say is that um, when you put your stuff in the locker, you're allowed to take your cell phone on there. They tell you you can. And actually in front of you as you're leaning into the cycle there is a compartment like a glove box almost so yeah and just in case they were watching me i had two phones so i put one in there and then i had one in my Uh. pocket i pulled one out of my pocket (laughs) plus i had a wrist camera on so even if they yelled at me i had my backup so i had Uh, two cameras going yeah so again definitely don't do that but if you do, don't do, wait until you go around the corner. There's a launch part, the part that you can see um, from the window. 
this part, when you first come around the corner, this is where you go. See how it's slow? Get your phone out right here. Yeah. Hit the button, get it ready, and then you're ready for the launch. Do it quick. Because the compartment closes, but it doesn't lock. Like yeah. when you go around the corner, just reopen it. And but if you drop your phone, I don't know what happens to it. Well, they have nets in that thing here. I don't know. Oh, uh, maybe if you drop it there, there yeah. Very, this doesn't look like a kind place. To no, go. no, it doesn't. Uh, I accept that risk, and if I drop my phone, I know that I may never get it back. So right. it's a risk I'm willing to take. Um, the only other thing I would say that I would add to it is that the exit is now opened up that take you takes you into Storybook Circus. So your exit point is going to be up next to the uh, Goofy roller coaster, um, right next to their queue line there. Um, so that was different and um, actually kind of cool. And yes, do? that's the other thing. They have restrooms, right? They're not very themed or anything, but there is restrooms. It sort of looks like Tomorrowland, though. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. They, like, the lights are pretty cool. They, like, shape, like, Tron shapes up there. But yeah. besides that, they're pretty. But again, this is a cool area to be at night. I'm going this Sunday, and mine is between 7 and 8. So I'm going to be there when it's dark. Very cool, yeah. So I can't wait to see this area in the dark. I even saw people recording um, the fireworks from there. That looks great, too. I don't know if I'll be there at that time, but yeah. I am going Sunday night for the uh, to try it, to try it at, out at night for the pass holder preview. Yeah, I have... Um some video that i took i did not take video of the while i was on the ride because i just wanted to experience it first but um yeah uh around the ride the queue line which is awesome and uh you know all that that type of thing everything around the ride i i got video of so and at night it's just great so yeah yeah i'd look forward to seeing it at night so i like all these all the, these parts are going to look great i know it looks great it really does i i can't wait till you see it you're you're gonna love it this one right here um as it yeah here. oh it yeah it just doesn't come through though like they should too bad they couldn't make this uh like like gray or black during the day so that you yeah. can still see the blue and then change it at night or something but you don't want a black tarp in Florida in the summer, so right. probably just be a bad idea. Probably melt. Yeah, I, I, um, at night it's definitely a really great experience. So, I think it's going to get busy at night, and um, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it'll leave a good opportunity to ride other rides at night. So that's what's cool. Well, I hope they handle the virtual queue like Guardians, because yeah, they probably then, will. Then I'll be able to ride it often, you know, just because. I'll just get a virtual queue, and when I get there, I'll ride it. So. Right, yeah. All right, John, you ready to talk about uh, Flower and Garden for this year a little bit? Yes. All right, so I would say from my perspective, um, mo most of the stuff is like any other year for Flower and Garden, but from my perspective, the coolest thing about it um, are the topiaries. They were really awesome. And um, so this is the, uh, what, what's this movie called that this is from? Uh, this uh, is Encanto, Encanto. Yep. 
And this is the lady that's not Moana. <laughs> oh, great shot, John. That is a super good shot right that's there. That's all I know for sure. She's not Moana. I love that, though, with the... Uh, so the main character though that's holding like the butterfly or whatever at night that butterfly lights up oh yeah that is that is a really cool effect it is I was neat. Gonna say, i i have that too um i i i love the way yeah, that there looks. she is yeah you see it glow in there yeah it looks great like that is just so cool i i agree that's a that's a really cool I just I just love that and the topiary looks so good. There's such detail on it. They've really outdone themselves, I think, uh this year with this type of stuff. These are complicated uh characters to really uh turn, you know, turn into topiary, so um but I really really enjoyed um seeing that and it was a pleasant surprise with the uh, glowing butterfly. And spaceship Earth in the background, lighting up. Yeah, I th I thought so too. Like like again, I never even saw this movie, but man, is that a pretty topiary? And I love that glowing butterfly. And yeah, I'm sure the movie's great, but yeah, it's cute. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, the other topiaries for the most part, I think, are pretty much the uh, same ones that we've seen the last couple of years uh, with a few differences here I, and there. I was going to say, isn't the Tiana one new though? I didn't see that, that one. I walked around really fast and I didn't go into the American courtyard. And I think that's where she is. I did so not even see her. See so it. yeah, I didn't see her either. So I did not know it was there, but I don't remember seeing it last year. Yeah, I don't either, but, and I literally went around and I'm like, I'm just going to get a picture of every topiary quick and go through. And I missed Tiana, which is a new one. So, yeah. So, I the, that on, uh, oh, yeah. Monday night, I have to make sure I go and see that. So, in the UK pavilion, it looked like they had some new stuff there. They had like birdhouses and stuff, topiary bird, birdhouses. I don't remember them being there before. Um, oh, previously. you mean you mean across on the the lake side of it? Yeah, they yeah. they they have been there in one okay. form or another. They're almost like miniatures. Yes, and then Tink is over there too. But yeah, they've been doing a version of that every year. It is different every year, though. Okay, I really love those a lot. I think they were cool. Um, they also have like a songbird garden over by where the um, the uh, little. Uh, playground is that they have um you know where the playground is um yeah that that area right there there's like something called a songbird garden it looks really neat yeah i don't think i i don't have that but it's 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 uh it's near there where it's you're near this area here yeah. i was seeing if i got it or not but it looks like i didn't yet yeah, it's just off a little ways from there yeah, that's uh, so. I, and you know the um, uh, just looking at some of those. Um, 
I think I've seen most of those in previous years, right? Like the right. dwarves and um, Snow White. And the theme this year is like is Snow White and um, Encanto and um, the Orange Bird, I believe, right? So, I guess I don't I don't know what the theme is exactly. The, the theme is buy some merchandise. <laughs> yes, it is. But I was going to say, some of them have been upgraded, though, too. Like, I feel like this is a little bit nicer than it was yes. last year. Here's the garden, the little miniatures you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. The UK that's pavilion. But, um, yeah, I was trying to think if they changed that or not, but... Oh, I know what I was thinking. Um, of course, I don't think I have a good picture of it because I turned, I veered to the left here. But uh, Figment is made out of succulents this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that is different and very cool. And I was going to say, there was some other stuff that was made out of, like some of the hearts were made out of succulents too. Like they started yeah. adding them in. Uh-huh. Here you can see it on the butterfly. Yeah. That, that, that's all little succulents everywhere. Yes, and I, it is. I, I, and that's what they did to Figment, too. And I'll get a better picture on Monday. But I, I don't know why. I, I feel like he wasn't out. This was the day before when I went. I don't think Figment was out yet for some reason. Because Yeah, I have video of I, I have video of Figment. He's, uh, you're right. It, it is um, succulents. Um, and, and near the butterfly... Uh, or the that butterfly that you had is that butterfly garden i believe so um it's it's similar to every year um but it's pretty cool that they you know they still have the butterfly garden you can go into um but you're right there was come to think of it it was more succulent heavy this year um as far as the decorations and everything that requires less maintenance so yeah smart. you're right and and also i'll say the uh uh some of the merchandise is centered around you know pots that you would grow succulents in so um i i never really got that until now uh made the connection um the uh festival mug by the way is also a flower pot type mug which i did buy like if i see a mug a coffee mug for one of these festivals and it's dated i'm gonna buy it every time and and i did that so they caught me they got me on that yeah i've been good with not buying disney merchandise since my wife doesn't work there anymore i have spent so much less money because we (laughs) we used to go to the cast member store every week and you know, I would spend like $150 a week, which isn't a lot for Disney merch, but when right. a hat is only $7, you can get a lot of stuff. So I started accumulating so much stuff because I'm like, oh, I like this. I like this. It's only this shirt. Like I got like a Disneyland shirt for like $4 or something. I'm like, wow, how could I say no? You got to get it. So, But by the time she got laid off, they did not have that much good stuff anymore. Like Hmm. it started to be, there was nothing there we'd go. And I think they were sending anything decent to the, uh, the character warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. The outlet store. Cause they could sell it for a lot more there. So they were like, how about we give less to the cast members and 
make more profit and that's what they did so there really wasn't much after a while yeah i um another piece of merchandise that i did buy was the the orange bird sipper which you know a lot of people have it you know and uh, i like that but that would bring me to uh what i actually tried at the festival the orange bird fist um the the orange bird sipper i ended up uh getting from the citrus blossom in the odyssey uh building and that had an orange lemon smoothie in it non-alcoholic um we got it on the side so that we didn't have to put it in the thing um and carry it around you know getting sticky and stuff and i thought i would like it and i thought my wife would really hate it she actually liked it and i thought it was okay (laughs) you know and she's kind of picky with stuff like that she really liked it a lot i i i i think i got it years ago Mm -hmm. and i i'm pretty sure i couldn't even drink it it tasted like diabetes to me like, <laughs> it was very sugary was so much sugar i was like it was I drink very this, sugary yeah and mm-hmm. i like i always say i love sugar but it felt like they were like they took the normal amount of sugar and said now double it now triple it just how much sugar can we get in here before it stops dissolving you know? that's what i feel like they did and and again it's just too much for me i drank some of it. It's like, oh like it hit me like that was but again, they may have changed it since then. That was years ago. So I don't know what it is right now. Yeah, it was. And it's like a slushy smoothie type thing. And, you know, again, it was very sugary. Um, an, another thing that I tried, I went to the, I, I'm not going to spell this right. So it's the um, Fiesta's booth at the Mexico Pavilion. Uh, it says like, Jardindi or Jardin, I don't know, whatever, um, Fiestas at the Mexico Pavilion. And they have the Taco Vampiro there. And um, that that thing was really good. It, it's just a taco and it had like a cheese shell on the outside of it with, um, I, I'm not sure what kind of uh, meat exactly they use in that um whether it's like a like a carne asada type uh, uh meat or something but <laughs> I, yeah well it, it could be i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> all i know is it tasted very good and um i enjoyed that particular taco quite a bit um, I'm looking down the festival guide right now, and it says um, barbacoa beef in a corn tortilla, t- tortilla with crispy grilled Monterey Jack cheese, which was on the outside. And um, then there's like some kind of salsa on it. Um, so, again, very good. I highly recommend that. Um I don't know. You probably haven't had a chance to try any food at this point. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, so I stopped at one more booth, and um, my wife and I both stopped at the Honey Bistro. um, And she got the chicken and waffles, which is described as a crispy honey brined chicken and honey sweet cornbread waffle 
with whipped honey butter and spicy honey. Guess what the theme is? It's honey. It's honey. And um, I got the pollinator flatbread with honey whipped mascarpone. Uh, is that how you say it? I don't know. Um, and the honey caramelized onions. It had uh, some kind of blueberry thing on it. Some prosciutto, uh, like goat cheese, arugula, um, a honey vinaigrette sauce, and bee pollen. And that was really good. I'm not a fan of uh, of Disney flatbread stuff, but man, that thing just had all kinds of flavors in it. And um, it was quite enjoyable, especially with all the different cheeses on there and, um, you know, the arugula. And, uh, you know, it even had like a little edible flower on top, which was really cool. Uh, and then I got a beverage. I got the... Um, Bee Nectar New Wave Lemonade Mead. It was a mead of some type. And um, it, it actually had a really nice taste to it. Uh, John, I can't really go into much more of the food because that's all we really got into there. Um, just those few things. And um, the chicken and waffles that my wife got, uh, it the... The waffle itself being a cornbread waffle was a little strange, um, just different. I really liked it. She didn't like it so much. Um, there's there's a purple Martin in your picture right now on the top of a topiary. Oh, that is. That is a purple Martin. Yes, it is. And that's the other thing I would say about the festival that I noticed is the purple Martins were definitely roosting. They were everywhere. They had the uh they were in the bird boxes that you see at Epcot all year round. There's another purple martin, yep. Yep, and um there the the I think it's the male purple martin is the darker and the female is the lighter. It's like the female has more brown kind of tones to it, whereas the male is um completely purplish black. And I could have this the uh genders mixed up you know it could be the other way around but better not i know i could get in trouble for that right um but uh yeah they were they were all out the purple martins were everywhere um on this trip you could hear them you could see them um and uh that was kind of cool actually to see them uh, that's the first time i've seen them there at epcot but um yeah, the uh, like I said, the uh, again the um, chicken and waffles I thought was good. My wife didn't like it so much. I think she thought the waffle was burnt. I believe it was um, actually uh, supposed to be that way. I think it was um, charred in. Uh, the honey was charred into the waffle. So, um, but she didn't really like the taste of it. I enjoyed it. Um, but anyhow, that's uh, that, that's kind of like my regular guy review of the food. I'm not uh, I'm not gonna pick out every taste and every flavor there. Um, so that's it again for uh, my thing with the um, with the flower and garden. Uh, what would you say about the flower and garden festival, John? Well, I haven't experienced it too much yet, but. All I know is it sure is pretty and 
the flowers smell great and uh, you know if i was coming from up north it would be quite a shock to your system to see the sunshine and flowers and just the smell of spring you know uh it brought a smile to my face needless to say particularly the sunshine the flowers the scent the birds seeing the purple martins um you know it was great i love the theming i love the uh, new characters that they put out um and how they've done them uh again the the bird boxes the the bird um kind of songbird theming and all that type of thing i i really think they've done a great job uh yeah and i just went to pennsylvania too for a week so you know this was the first park i went to when i got back and it was like 28 degrees uh, rain and sleet and just gray cold weather the whole time that i was in pennsylvania so it was great to get back to uh the eternal summertime of Florida. I was there a week ago today and um, experiencing this festival. And today here in the central Pennsylvania mountains, we have a winter storm coming through. So needless to say, which I had to drive through, you know, to get to work and back. So needless to say, I miss the Florida sunshine and the eternal summer. (laughs) All right, John. Uh, So how did your social media go for the week? Well, it's going okay. Um, The big thing I wanted to mention with that is I saw on a meta creators group on Facebook that in the middle of the night last night, meta quietly announced that that after this round of bonuses is gone, they're not going to do that anymore. So wow, people are really mad about that because, you know, there's people that uh, that's a big deal for. I'd have to say that I made a lot of money doing that, but my money has gone down and down and down. And again, it's not impossible for... Um, at this point, like it, it's it's not the end of the world for me, but man, those people who were getting like huge views and making real money out of that, they've got to be pretty upset. So I would look to see what kind of thing happens in the future with this, because I have a feeling a lot of uh, popular creators are just not going to care about making reels and stuff. It's like people made reels because they were, given incentive to make reels and it's like i i don't i don't see why a lot of these people would continue and a lot of the shared ones too like you know like the ones that show like uh parts from the simpsons or family guy or something those people get millions of views if you take away the bonus from them i don't know why they would bother with that you know like it'd be like working for free if it Again, I'm 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 always jealous that they don't have to do anything but look at cartoons and put put that up. Like I could do that, but but anyway, I I I can't imagine how that's going to work out. So what I'm hoping is it creates chaos, and somewhere in that chaos of people quitting and upset and leaving, and I'm hoping that I can rise up even higher during that time, you know. And again, 
eventually I won't care, but, and, and again, it'll make me post less because what do I care if I post once a day or three times a day? It doesn't matter mm -hmm. to me. So I'll probably post less, but I'm not going to stop or anything. I, I did this long before I ever got paid. So if I don't get paid, I'll keep doing it. And I'll, I'll also keep trying to figure out how do you monetize this? Cause there's gotta be other ways, you know? So yeah. I'll look into it. I'm thinking that maybe the, uh, this will drive the, uh, drive it back to a more photo friendly, um, format maybe. Well, photos have been doing pretty good. Um, you know, like this one got 1200 likes, uh, this one got 1200. Wow. That's a good, that's a really common thing. 1200. Yeah. It is. Look at that. 2400 for, for a few of the front ones. Uh, but yeah, they've been doing all right. Like, you know, although it's weird, my universal photos have been doing much. They're doing like 500, 400, so 600. So universal, not as much, but mm. Disney, I don't know. I, I, and I, I'll tell you too, with the reels, it's so hit and miss. Like it's uh meta is just not getting how this stuff's supposed to work. They really aren't. So. Again, they give you good reach, cut the reach, push your stuff, don't push it. It's just, they can't, they mess with it to the point where, uh, like like you had said before, it makes you not even care after a while. You're like, I don't really care. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that they are uh, making a lot of mistakes lately. But Yeah. But, yeah. Again, I'm going to make some money this month, and uh, I guess starting next month, I won't. But like I said, it's not the end of the world for me. It's never been enough to really change anything. And honestly, what I did with all my money so far, like 90% of it, I just put it aside thinking I'm going to have to pay tax on and stuff. I don't really want to spend it anyway, so really haven't been using it, but... Again, it's very disappointing. Makes me want to concentrate much more on YouTube or even TikTok. At least they're paying something. But yeah, it, it, it definitely, I'm going to, I can't say I'll focus more on TikTok, but I think I'll be more consistent with TikTok and I will continue to put whatever I can on YouTube because they're the only people that never stop paying. So, yeah. Yeah. And on a side note, I'm up to 120,000 followers on my Universal account, which is awesome. And I just hit 118,000 today on my Disney account. So that's really good, too. Um, you know, it won't help me make money anymore. But like I said, they may change their mind. I'm hoping that they, they uh, put some people back into it, maybe. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Mm. If they don't, you know, I'm, I'm. There's other ways to monetize accounts, and especially when you have numbers as high as mine. So, I, I, I just have to actually make some adjustments and actually try. So, who knows? But that mm. was disappointing, though. And uh, I didn't post anything on Universal at all today. I was busy at work and I'm like, at this point, 
my work pays me and Instagram doesn't. So I'm like, I got to concentrate on my work. I, I can't where before I would, I would always keep posting at least three times a day on Instagram, no matter what. But now I'm like, my, my job is more important. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I gotta, I gotta get my work done. So I didn't get a chance. That's understandable. And yeah, TikTok 80.1 thousand. Man, that's great. And, and I do good on here, but I just have to watch what I put. If I put something exciting on it, that's good. But I don't have that many exciting things to put on it. So I don't I don't post all the time on it. You know, like if I put something more normal on here, I'm trying to think like like this. I thought this was good. Look, it's Toledo. Learn facts about COVID-19. Huh. Oh, my gosh. What is COVID-19 about? I ate dinner at Toledo. I don't know. But if you want to learn some facts, definitely. No place about better. About COVID-19. Yeah, what is that about? Anyway, here's like a store one. I got 3,000 views. The Grinch, 5,000 views. Walt Disney, 4,000. Like, I don't get big numbers unless it's something exciting, you know, unless there's like a coaster or some kind of excitement going on. So, but what are you going to do? Like I said, I I haven't posted it. This is like a few days ago I posted that. So, I don't know. 400 and some thousand for Rip Ride Rocket, though. Yeah, that is because... A lot of people like talking about which song they like, so that made it popular. So it, a lot of people wanted to chime in on that. So I think that's the biggest thing. 562 um, comments on it. But, yeah. Yeah, I've been disappointed with that, too. All the awesome footage I got with my new camera – it doesn't do that good. My old crappy footage that I got with my camera glasses did better. And that had no stabilization and no, huh. that much less lower resolution and everything. And I'm like, I don't know. Again, it's social media is just, uh, just doesn't make a lot of sense. So. No, it doesn't. Nope. And some of it is manipulation by the, uh, company and uh, the social media company last so. week yeah there, there's some 20 year old in there deciding what's what's going to do good and what isn't based yeah. on whatever they personally like or don't like that would explain a lot of these horrible videos that get so popular you know it's like this is just garbage it's like it's uh some 20 year old thought it was funny and he clicked the heat button and got shown to everybody so it's, yeah. all of a sudden millions of people saw it the more the more I look at this stuff, the more I'm I'm convinced there's no algorithm or anything. There, especially for certain accounts, like on this account, I did uh, I put up a video of this is my Universal account. I put up a video of Expedition Everest. It got nineteen thousand views, and I did not post it to my followers. I just threw it in the reels directly. Not on my feed at all. So organically, it got 19,000. Um, I, I tried the same experiment with my uh, Disney account. 
I put up a Hagrid's, which is a very popular ride. I got millions of views on this video on uh, Universal. It got 1,700 views after an entire week. 67 likes and one comment. It's like, it's not the video. If I put that up on my other account, it'd get a million views. So again, there's no algorithm judging the video. It's not the video. It's uh, other factors, which is, which explain, like I said, that explains why horrible stuff can do re really well. Because again, I am convinced that there's some 20 year old that at Meta going, oh, I like this. Oh, burn. Get this. Oh, look, that's this one's going to be heated. It's like that's their job is to decide what they want to do well. Because yeah. again, Somebody likes my other account, they don't like this one. So I get a million views on one and 1,700 on another. And I not noticed that with my Facebook too, it was a low uh, number of followers. You can't, no matter how good the video is, no one's going to see it. It just doesn't matter. And that made me think like a smaller account like yours, you could have the best video in the world. They're going to be like, doesn't matter. Who, who are you? Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's not the video. It's not the video at all. I don't and, get any traction at all for anything. And, and that's why I've done experiments just to prove that, that it's not it's not the video. I have some of the worst videos that I've ever done, meaning the simplest, no thought, no nothing. They do the best. Depends hmm. who posts them, you know. And again, some teenager liked my account. And uh, I got. I think I got heated for Universal, which is why I blew up. Mm -hmm. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, keep pushing forward, I guess. Yeah, just keep going. But yeah. I definitely think there's gonna be a lot of changes soon. And uh, it certainly sounds like it. If Meta's gonna cut um, the, uh, you know, cut any kind of incentive to post on their, uh, you know, on their service, then I sort of feel like that thing's just going to well, be an afterthought for a lot of people. You know, you know what people said? They said Meta paid people to in, in, to give them incentive to come over, got them in the habit of making these videos with the constant carrot of, remember how much you got before, maybe you could make it again, when they really cut the bonuses back for most people. 10 times less than when it started, including me. And then they got it. They got the volume to the point where they could sell advertising. And now they're not paying them anymore because they, now they have the data to, to show the advertisers, the kind of volume that's there. Mm -hmm. So they don't need to pay. So then they're just going to cut them off because they have the data they need to prove to advertisers. They should be paid. And again, a lot of the pe people who are creators were like, you just used everybody to convince advertisers that you're all right. And now you uh, decided to just stop all that, you know, and, you know, it's been a long time. And the sad part is a lot of people do depend on that stuff. So like there's people I saw in there was like this. I depend on this to pay my bills and stuff. And it's like. Luckily, I don't really. I mean, it's nice to have, but mm -hmm. I will be fine with or without it. But it's still, uh, it's a sad thing though, to, uh, you know, to expect that people are going to 
do that much on your platform and not be paid anything because again youtube's gonna pay for shorts and tiktok they don't pay a lot but they still do pay you so it's something and so if you were a big creator with a large following where would you post i tell you what i i would not post on a format that's not interested in paying me my aunt. yeah i'm not big enough to do that at this point so like i said i'll still post on instagram but I'll be posting three times a day on YouTube and I'll mm -hmm. be posting once a day on uh, Instagram is more of an afterthought. So that's the way it's going to end up because I don't want my accounts to die because I don't know what's coming in the future, but I've done it in the past. Like uh, I've done it with my universal account years ago. It was kind of on life support. I basically would post once a day and it really didn't do much, but I just wanted to keep it relevant, you know, like I didn't want it to disappear. Mm -hmm. So I had it ready for when things picked up again. So that's basically where I would go back to. Yeah. And like you said, you never know what the future is going to hold. I mean, oh, yeah. they may open the floodgates again eventually. And, or, you know, what, or they may say, hey, you're you're a bigger account. So we made a new bonus program up for people, you know, and I'm just making stuff up. It'll probably be above my pay grade too, but mm -hmm. my hope would be, oh, for users that are over a hundred thousand, we still have this bonus program that you can go in, you know, we don't have it for everybody anymore, but more likely there'll be like over a million. You get a special one and I'll be in the group with everybody else most likely, but it's wishful mm -hmm. thinking, thinking that I'll be in some, They'll start the levels at a hundred thousand or something, you know. That'd be nice, but yeah. we'll see you there. Yeah. All right, John. Where can they find you online? You can find me at CWDW on YouTube. <laughs> C dot <laughs> Say it again, John. Say it again. Say YouTube. Tell tell them where they can see on YouTube two more times. CWDW on YouTube. I'm gonna start pushing that on my Instagram too. I'll be like, I would if, too. If you wonder where my videos went, and and you enjoy them, please follow me on. Subscribe to me on YouTube. You know. Yep. So and C dot on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and C dot on instagram and facebook and that's about it all right and you can find me at the giant rat t-h-e-e -E, giant rat on instagram <laughs> on youtube <laughs> and on tiktok all of which i am not making diddly squat on <laughs> so anyhow so uh but in any case uh i'm just having fun with it and i just use it as experimentation anyways but uh all right that should do it for this one we will see you on the next one